Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Back at you once again at the radio station right here at WLGI out here in Hemingway, South Carolina, holding it down here. But I'm pretty sure everybody has heard by now that we have some very breaking news coming out of Saints camp. Quarterback Drew Brees will be returning to the lineup this Sunday versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and it could not have come at a better time. Number nine has missed about five weeks uh, dealing with a rib injury, and um, the Saints uh, in that time span, they they managed to win three out of the four games that he missed. And, you know, <laughs> there's been a lot of unanswered questions, especially uh, at the quarterback position. Some people were high on Taysom Hill's quarterback performance. Some people were low. Some people were in the middle. But now we have stability back at the quarterback position. Number nine comes back. We know what Drew Brees is. We know what he means to the Saints organization. We know what he means to that offense. We know that he is a glorified or a, another offensive coordinator that is on the field with his team, and he's going to put the guys in position to succeed. That goes without question. But the question on everyone's mind is, did he come back too soon? Okay, did he come back too soon? Did did he come out here and, you know, maybe they just kind of panicked a tad bit. I got to change my logo. I forgot I did an interview yesterday, so bam, there it is. All right. <laughs> Have to change the logo, man. I actually did something for the radio station using Streamlabs yesterday, and I forgot to change the logo back. But anyway, yeah, we all know what he means, man. We all know what, you know, what he can do. But is he ready for prime time? OK, is he ready to go out there and expose those ribs to uh, the front four of the Kansas City Chiefs or expose them to linebackers? Is he ready? Uh, First off, uh, I feel like he's not ready. Um, to come back. This is my honest and personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that he's fully healed. Uh, any doctor uh, that you talk to will tell you that he's not uh, fully healed. But, you know, I do feel like the Saints are going to make, make the necessary, uh, you know, take the necessary steps in order for him to get back to where he needs to be. I mean, number one, you know, making sure that he's still rehabbing. Number two, if he's out there on the field, he's probably going to be wearing, well, ain't no probably about it. He's going to be wearing like a, a, a Kevlar vest or something like that, you know, to protect his rib cage area. And it, it is really going to be up to the offensive line to make sure that he is fully protected, make sure that there will, will be no remember me shots in, in this game, you know, no, no remember me's, no late hits or anything like that to keep number nine as clean as possible. Um, the Saints, uh, they have a they have a huge order, man, regardless if Drew Brees was playing in this game or not. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are a really good football team. They're the Super Bowl champions for a reason, and they only lost one game for a reason. It's because they have a very high-powered offense, and they they can match up with just about, just about anybody. And no matter how much pressure you put on them, no matter how you start a game, no matter how dominant you look, their game is not over until – the clock, the clock hit all zeros in the fourth quarter, and you have more points than the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can get hot really quick. Uh, he, he can go throw the ball down the field. He can erase a deficit in a matter of minutes. So the New Orleans Saints are going to need all hands on deck in order for them to win this football game, rather Drew Brees was playing tonight. 
Uh, I, I do understand why the Saints uh, have this sense of urgency. Uh, when you look at it, uh, they're trying to uh, make sure that they, number one, win the division. And uh, number two, they want to make sure that they go into the playoffs not limping. And, uh, you know, I look at the Green Bay Packers, uh, them being the number one seed. I look at the Saints and what they have to bring to the table. And I'm not really concerned about uh, home field advantage as much as many other people are. You know, like I said, the, the news media is trying to make home field advantage seem like it's just the biggest thing since sliced toast bread this year. But in reality, it just makes absolutely no sense. So the biggest inconvenience from a team that is traveling on the road has absolutely nothing to do with the crowd noise like it would in years past. The only inconvenience you would have is basically traveling from one place to another. Uh, if you go out there to uh, Lambeau Field, the only thing you have to think about that is cold. You don't have to worry about crowd noise. You don't have to worry about snap count. The only thing that you have to worry about is focusing on your assignment. So even if the Saints don't get home field advantage, I don't feel like this is the end of the world. And let's just say that the Saints end up finishing, uh, you know, number two, being a number two seed. The Saints will still get two straight home games in the playoffs. So and who's to say that they won't get a third? See, everybody just assuming that the Green Bay Packers, if they have a first round bye, the team that goes up against the Packers would end up losing to the Packers and the NFC Championship would go through Green Bay. Look, the Green Bay Packers aren't are an exception to the rule. I mean, they they can lose. Am I am I am I missing something? So if you have the the number two seed, there's a strong possibility that the New Orleans Saints can get three straight home games in the playoffs, right? If the Green Bay Packers end up being the number one seed, and let's just say that I don't know, maybe the Washington Football Team goes up to Lambeau, or or maybe the Seattle Seahawks go up to Lambeau and end up knocking off. Um, they, yeah, they end up knocking off the Green Bay Packers. Who's to say that the New Orleans Saints, if they win their games, we still can't host the NFC Championship game? It's, it's not uh, far-fetched. It's not like one NFC team is better than the other NFC team. That is just the narrative that they try to have, you know, and that's something that really bothers me with the, the entire news outlet, man. Everybody is trying to make it seem like the Saints are just hopeless. Everybody trying to make it seem like the Saints didn't play nobody. Everybody trying to make it seem like the Saints can't win on the road. It is just absolutely ridiculous, these narratives that they come up with and people take them and run with them. And, and if you look at the whole entire picture, if you just, um, you know, remove the veil, you will see the, the smoke and mirrors that the media is trying to come up with. And, you know, I know every show, it seems like I'm taking shots at the media, but it's just a fact, man. I'll give you a prime example. On yesterday's episode of Get Up on ESPN, they were talking about this same narrative about the Green Bay Packers, uh, the Saints traveling on the road uh, in the NFC Championship game. The, the topic was about Kansas City and the Saints, of course, this game. And then they started talking about the Saints sustaining home field advantage. And they, they brought up a video of Tom Coughlin in the NFC Championship game. And they were talking about how cold it was out there. And look what the Saints would have to be up against and, and stuff like that. And then Adam Schefter just intervened and jumped in and said, yeah, it was cold out there and everything like that. But the Giants ended up winning that football game. They went to the Super Bowl. And everybody was like, nah, nah, what's going on? Like they tried to hurry up and dismiss him and stuff like that because – he completely destroyed their narrative. And not only did he destroy their narrative, but he ended up he ended up saying the same thing I was saying to you right now. 
about how there's no crowd in, in these stadiums and it's not really going to be a factor and it, it is not like how, how it once was. And you and the rest of the guys that were on the panel were trying to, you know, trying to shush them and stuff like that and trying to talk over them. That's what the that's what the media does, man. They try to lay these little nuggets down for other people that are fans of other teams to come in here and, and bring these narratives to you. But like I said, if you clear back the veil, man, you'll realize that a lot of this stuff that the media is talking about, it, it, it has a lot to do with them just trying to make sure that you tune in and try to keep these storylines alive. Look, I'm not concerned about that. The only thing I'm worried about the Saints going into the playoffs, if the Saints go up in there and they win these football games. I'm just sick and tired of watching the Saints have a really good football team go to the playoffs and forget how to play football. That's my main that's my main focus. Going to the playoffs, winning these games and doing what you need to do in order for you to sustain success in the postseason. And hopefully you can get yourself to the Super Bowl and let the best team win. All right. So that's my opening statement. You know, just want to go ahead and put that out there. Go ahead and open the floor to some of you. Uh, see what you all have to say. We're going to start with Kim. Kim says, I like us better on the road, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And that's another thing. The Saints are a really good road team. The Saints are one of the top uh, road teams in the NFL, you know, over the past decade. But that's what they don't tell you. They try to tell you the narrative about the Superdome being loud and crazy and the Saints can't play anywhere but the Superdome. But that's for people that don't really focus on the Saints. That's people that actually allow the media, once again, to give them the narrative about a team. That the Dome team cannot generate success on the road and outside or in inclement conditions, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Leroy says, good podcast, TJ. I appreciate it, Leroy. Thank you for stopping by, my friend. RB says, Drew Brees is going to be running for his life. I mean, ribs. Well, that remains to be seen. And Let's not get it twisted, man. Drew Brees is a smart quarterback. Drew Brees knows how to get out of harm's way. Drew Brees knows how to fight another day. And I know that our offensive line had a tough outing last time, but don't act like this offensive line is not a good offensive line, man. Just because, you know, Taysom Hill uh, kind of put them out there like they couldn't, they didn't know what they were doing because he was kind of holding on to the ball too long. And every es- expert, including the head coach of the Saints, said the same thing. Mike T, Easton, Kamara, Brown, P-Rob, all of these guys are important and all have been banged up. Uh, we need to buy. Uh, nah, I, I disagree. I disagree with that. You know, I, I disagree with the Saints just needing to buy. You know, like I said, I don't buy into this whole this team needs to buy thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't buy into that. Like, I, I've seen teams that have buys go out there and play sluggish and end up losing in the divisional round. We've seen this a couple weeks ago. Well, a couple of years ago with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we've seen teams that have first round buys come out and lose football games. There is like there there is no proof. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no proof that a team that gets a buy, you know what I'm saying, has a hundred percent chance to win uh, you know what I'm saying, the Super Bowl championship. Look, a buy will only be good if it was like a season like none other. Like if we had crowd and if we had crowds at these stadiums, if we had fans in the stands, then I would be like, yeah, okay, cool. We need for, we need a first round bye. But I really don't. I really don't see that. I really don't see the need of a first round bye this season. You know, I, I really don't. Uh, Green Bay don't even want to play in the cold. Well, you know, I, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. You know, I mean, they play in the cold every single year. So I don't think they have a problem with it at this point. 
I just pray that we don't have Drew on the Applebee's menu for the new prime ribs. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, look, I feel like the Saints know what they're doing, and I understand that people are skeptical about it. I mean, I'm skeptical. I know for a fact. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Drew says. He is not fully 100%, okay? He probably good enough in order for him to be able to sustain or, you know what I'm saying, take, you know what I'm saying, some impact in his, on his rib cage, but it pro it's not 100%. And I, I, I guarantee you he's going to be out there with a Kevlar vest on. I guarantee you he's going to be out there with a Kevlar on. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know he is. That's There's not a doubt in my mind. They all teleprompter guys. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Teleprompter guys and earpiece guys, you know. When they be having those earpieces in their ears, man, those be producers talking to them. And, and when they mispronounce someone's name when they uh blurt out a, a incorrect stat you know that person is right there to try to clean it up you know to make these guys sound better than what they actually are you know which i have no problem with man but you know i, I just have a problem with how people try to spin things and they make it about themselves and they they all about hot takes and they, they're not about telling uh the the audience the truth or or trying to give the audience the opportunity to uh absorb certain type of information it's all about narratives it's all about uh bringing what you want to the table it's all about kind of watching uh you know saying dropping down little nuggets and, and watching the place implode so to speak you know like that that's what it's all about everybody is trying to put themselves out there everybody is trying to be the next big star on television everybody's trying to sustain success and everybody seems to be want to be skip bayless or stephen a smith which I really don't like, you know, I, I like people that stay true to themselves. I think that you can get your point across, you know, without having to go out here and, and trying to be a shock jock or trying to tell everybody, uh, your old, you know what I'm saying? Drew Brees sucks or Tom Brady's not the best quarterback in the world or Drew Brees is not a really good quarterback or the Saints are not a really good football team, you know, doing stuff like that in order for people to be like, huh, what? So they can go ahead and tweet and mention your name so people can click on your name so you can get extra follows. That's way, you know what I'm saying? Like people that stay true to themselves are always the people that end up winning in the end. You know, all those people out here that end up being uh, mere caricatures and, 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 and old, you know what I'm saying, and, and people that don't even uh, know who they are anymore when they look in the mirror. Those people always seem to have a hard time in life and also to get ahead, you know, that's why to me, you know, I try to stay true to myself. You know, I don't try to follow the crowd. I don't try to listen to everybody's stuff and try to bring what people say to, to, to me, to you all. I mean, I give you all my honest and humble opinion on a lot of things. And I feel like that's the way that you should go because I don't want to cheat anybody. And I'm definitely ain't about to sell out for no, for no likes no follows or no subscriptions. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm doing a pretty good job giving you guys every part of me, every single time I do a podcast and I see a lot of people, a lot of familiar faces come back. So I have, I take a lot of pride in that. TJ Homefield don't mean squat. The Saints lost two of the last three years at home. I think Homefield is overrated, especially this year. Reggie, thank you very much. I mean, look no further than what Reggie just said. My point exactly. Bucks Gold Game in the house says hi. State of the Saints, man. Appreciate it, Bucks Gold Game. Thank you, man. The Jack Splat uh, Pratt Show says, uh, uh, you can't get mad at the media for being honest about uh, about us. Besides the Philly playoff game and Mark Ingram's first year, we don't play well in cold weather. Uh, 
I can't get mad for the media. Uh, let me see, honest being honest about us. What's honest about saying that the Saints can't play in cold weather? Okay, let's go ahead and break this down. Right, the Saints had a game in Buffalo a couple of years ago, and they ran for 200 yards rushing. Um, isn't that Western New York? They won the football game. Uh, the Saints uh, went out to Cincinnati and they blew out the Cincinnati Bengals out there in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, don't give me the fact that, oh, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. If, if, if they can't play in cold weather, no matter what team they go up against, they will struggle. They dominated that football game. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The Saints also went up to New York and we closed it out with an Alvin Kamara run for a touchdown. It was pretty cold in that game now, wasn't it? And the Saints end up winning that football game. Uh, the Saints end up going to uh, Denver, and they ran for over, you know what I'm saying, almost 200 yards, and they had 42 carries. I don't I don't care if they didn't have a quarterback. You will see, like, some type of struggle in the running game. The case in point, the New Orleans Saints can't play in cold weather. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying, and – that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Anybody that thinks that the Saints can't go on the road and win in the playoffs, look, go ahead and, and, and buy that narrative all you want to. I just gave you scenarios within the last three years of the Saints going into cold environments and end up winning football games. So I, I don't want to hear that stuff. I also I remember the Saints in December a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers in Hinefield in December on a cold winter day? Don't give me that stuff about dome teams don't know how to play in cold weather situations. Like I said before, the media tries to create these narratives. And if you don't peel back the veil, they will have you believe in these things. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. The Saints can play in cold weather. I just proved that. Thank you very much. Moving on. Uh, Tim, thank you very much for the $5. Says TJ uh, Jones, another morning podcast I made on time. Is Drew healthy for the game? Well, I think that he can play in the game. Uh, of course, he's going to play in the game, but they're going to have to protect him, man. They're going to have to protect him, and I think they're going to be uh, up to the up to the task. I think they're going to be up to the task. So, I I really truly believe that it's going to be tough for him, man. But they just gotta they just gotta handle their business. They got to handle their business. Uh, Casey says uh, Breeze wants a piece of KC. Uh, and also, man, thank you uh, very much for the four ninety nine, man, the four ninety nine donation that came up. Thank you so much. Uh, Breeze wants a piece of KC. Uh, he got a chip on his shoulder from when Patrick Mahomes got MVP over him, one hundred percent or not. I think this is a personal for Breeze, but he won't admit it. Uh, he wants a piece of KC. There's more to it uh, than what they're saying. My opinion, Casey, I think it's more than what you're saying, but I think you're looking at it differently. Uh, Sean Payton said something in a, on the podcast of Huddle and Flow with Jim Trotter and Steve Weiss, and he said that, uh, you know, Jameis has an opportunity and Taysom will have an opportunity once Drew Brees retires. And he pretty much confirmed that this is Drew Brees' last year. So you know Drew Brees wants, before he retires, to go up against a guy that a lot of people are considering to be the future of the NFL. And he know this may be his last opportunity well, this may be or will be his last opportunity to go after to go after Patrick Mahomes. So I think that's a little bit of what this is all about. I think that's one of the main reasons why he decided uh, to come on back, you know what I'm saying, and play in this game. Uh, Sad Scott says, Peter spit uh, at Landry, uh, shaking my head, that's dirty, no cap. Yeah, man, Marcus Peters, uh, man, God bless the brother. He's a good football player, but, man, he has a lot of, a lot of issues, man. A lot of personal issues that he needs to deal with. 
I remember a couple of years ago how he went up into the stands and got to the face of somebody heckling him. And, you know, it just is a bunch of stuff, man. Him about to fight on the field at the end of the game. And, man, he's an emotional guy. But sometimes you got to put them emotions in check, man. Make you make you look kind of crazy. Keith says at this point, TJ, I don't care about the one seed no more. At this point, that's on uh, the Saints. They lost it. So now it's time to go out here and take or what you want, uh, if you really uh, is really Super Bowl or bust, because ain't no breezes next year. Yeah, man. You know you gotta go out there and handle your business. Yeah, you gotta go out there and handle your business. You keep Breeze safe by running the ball, and we can run the ball on the Chiefs. Thirty-five carries win us the game. Yeah, and also you control the time of possession as well. You know, it's something that uh, the Chiefs. Uh, you know, have struggled with was, uh, you know, stopping the run. So the Saints will run the ball really well. So it's going to be a really good game uh, to me. If if the Saints think about running the football, you might see a lot more carries. We are a dome team that's not used to playing outdoors on grass. So home field is very important. It's not about the fans. It's about the outdoor environment. Why Why are people saying this? Where's your proof? Where Where's the proof? Like, where, where is the proof that the Saints can't play outdoors? Somebody please tell me, am I missing something? Am I missing something? The Saints are one of the best road teams in all of football in the past decade. What are we talking about here? Where's the proof that the Saints cannot play outside? Where's the proof? Where's the proof that the Saints just melt under, you know what I'm saying, outside environment? Where, where is this Where is this proof? Where is that? that? That's all I'm saying. Like, why are we... Why are we Taking what the media is telling us and bringing it back. What what are we doing here, man? Where is where's the beef? Where is the beef, folks? I'm not I'm not dissing anybody. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I understand people have their opinions, but all I'm saying is where is the proof that the Saints can't play outdoors? Where is that? In, in the words of my grandfather, why is that? Where is that, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where where is the proof that these guys can't play outside, man? I just, I just want to know, man. Somebody, please tell me. Uh, we need to use the power run game. Uh, you ever thought of doing your podcast on Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, et cetera? Uh, Jeffrey, man, I'm on all of those things, man. Every last one of them. Every last one of those I am on, okay? You can check out the State of Saints podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon, er- everywhere, man. Everywhere you get your podcast. You can even ask Alexa. Uh, to play the State of Saints podcast and they'll come up, man. We 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 out here, Jeff. We we out here, man. But I appreciate it, man. Uh, if it's a, another uh, podcast platform that I'm probably not aware of, feel free to put it down, man. I submit that so I can try to see if my my podcast can make it. Uh, John says I do not trust the Saints medical team. Uh, look how many players uh, have been misdiagnosed. Uh, on the other hand, uh, do you think uh, Drew? Will put his own health at risk. Uh, look, if if Drew does that, then it's up to the Saints to make sure that that doesn't happen. But I do agree with it, John. That's something that I thought about, man. We can't look past what happened with Delvin Bro. You know, when he was misdiagnosed, and you know, now I think he has a lawsuit with the team right now. So, uh, yeah, man, some of these uh these doctors out here, man, they 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 have the best interest of the team more so than the best interest of the player. But this is the thing, man. I trust Drew Brees, and I think he trusts his body. Look, the thing about it is, like, if Drew – I wouldn't trust Drew if he would have continued to play in that San Francisco game. 
for him to take himself out and you know the type of competitive that Drew is, for him to say that he don't think he's capable of going out there and playing and, and pulling Sean Payton to the side, that tells you everything that you need to know, man. So, and also, man, you know, you got four kids at home and you have a life outside of football. I mean, Drew Brees is 41 years old, but he's pretty young. You know what I'm saying? He got a, a full life ahead of him that don't involve football. So if I didn't see him do that, uh, you know what I'm saying, then I will probably be skeptical about it. So I, I trust him in that process. I don't think I trust – I would trust the team. I don't really trust no team because I know the team looks out for the team. They don't look out for the player. They want that player to go out there and perform, and they want that player to go out there and generate some wins. So let me see. Stephen A. Smith need to sh uh, shut up. Hold on, my bad. I'm going to get back to you, Larry. Uh, Stephen A. Smith needs to shut up uh, who that Saints Nation. I'm not concerned about I'm not concerned about Stephen A. Smith, man. Like I said, all of them be listening in the earpiece, man. Uh Go Face Griller, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says uh trust the breeze. Uh damn skippy, you do. Uh Larry says uh defense plays better without rankings. <laughs> uh I think that the rotation with Malcolm Brown being hurt too, I think that's that's significant as well. I think he's really good at run support. Bucks fans stop lurking. Dada Saints number one says, Who that? Uh, my quarterback is back. Ernest says, If he dies, he dies. Ivan Drago. I guess you're referring to the coaching staff uh, bringing these players in. Mr. Realist says, I wouldn't mind if O line gets five uh, face mask penalties. Don't let Drew get speared. <laughs> the Jack Spratt Show says, Playoffs. <laughs> Idris says, I'm a Chiefs fan. That's why I said that. Um, I don't know exactly what you said, my friend. I'm sorry if I missed your comment. Kevin Cobbin says, don't forget about Chicago. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Just adding on to the narrative. Uh, the Bengals don't have an indoor practice facility. Um, Jack Spratt says, not regular season. But they only, they only played, like, only a few games on the road, right? You know what I'm saying? They only played a few games on the road. So, I don't know, man. Like I said, it, it – narratives have a matter of changing and the saints in the last couple of years ain't really had those many road playoff games where they played against seattle they played against the 49ers and what they played against the who am i missing the vikings you know what i'm saying but man all of those games they were in there like to the end it didn't like it wasn't like oh man i'm cold man this last drive bro i don't think i can do this all those games came down to the last drive with the exception Oh, that Seattle game. I mean, they just got whooped out there, man. I ain't gonna lie. It was just, it was just Seattle's year. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody would have beaten Seattle anyway. They were just red hot. But that game against the 49ers, that was right there. Minnesota, that was an indoor game. Philadelphia, they won that game. You know, so I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I feel like this team can play anywhere. They can play anywhere. I think that we, we're sadly mistaken if we think that this team can't get it done. Big Wick, thank you very much for the five dollars. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, uh, CD Crush eighty seven says two thousand fourteen wild card game in the cold Philadelphia. We went up there and beat them, um, boys, in the divisional round. Uh, I don't think we. I think we beat them in a wild card game. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we beat them in a wild card game, not the divisional. Uh, let's see. Everett says if Tom Brady was returning from broken ribs and a collapsed lung, no one. Would be questioning Tom Brady, laughing my behind off. 
I disagree with that, Everett. I think that they would be questioning it, you know, because, you know, it, it's who they are. You know, it's who they are. You know what I'm saying? The, the magnitude, the, 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 the figure, you know, I think they would be questioning it. But, you know, I think every we need to be asking why would they be questioning it? Would they be questioning it because it's a really a concern to them or would it just be good storyline? To hear Jones says, Roe's looking like a bus so far, TJ. Imagine if we went elsewhere. Uh, I don't think that he's a bus tie here. I just think that he's not comfortable at the position that he's playing. He's playing a guard position. He's played center, I think, every single year since his sophomore year of high school. So um, you're you're expecting this guy to go out there and play a position that he's not used to playing. So And then also, I don't consider him being a bus because in reality, I mean, he only gave up really one sack, but it was the sack that really <laughs> that, that cost the Saints, uh, you know, Drew Brees for a couple weeks, you know. The thing about it is with offensive linemen, we don't pay attention to the offensive linemen when they're doing good. We only pay attention to them when they're doing bad. And when they're doing bad, I guess it's completely like amplified because, you know, it, it comes in huge doses. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of the same, you know, way when it comes to the cornerback position. When guys are out there with good technique, uh, breaking up passes, we really don't see anything. But then when a guy give up a pass or two, oh, he sucked and the stuff like that. So, I think the offensive line is the same thing, but I think we need to put this in context to hear. Uh, you you have a right to criticize, uh, you know, him playing that position, but we also have to acknowledge the fact that that's not his position in which he's comfortable with. I think next year, if you want to fully evaluate him with an off season, you got to look at the fact that he still has a young kid's body. You know what I'm saying? Like he still has to uh, kind of bulk up, develop a little bit. Uh, and also get to his primary position at center, then I feel like that would be the right time for us to evaluate him. Right now, um, I just feel like he's kind of just going through the motions and, and kind of plugging and playing. And if you look at how the Saints have been uh, utilizing the offensive line, he hasn't even been in a starting lineup. And you probably wouldn't have seen him as much as you did in Philly if Nick Easton wasn't out with a concussion. So let's put that in context, man. Let, let's, let's not put the bus uh, title on him acknowledge the fact that okay there wasn't no OTAs and no mini camp and you know training camp is not going to get you ready to play the center position so he's not at the position that he would feel comfortable with playing so next year when he has a full offseason training camp OTAs mini camp or whatever you know then we can evaluate him when he goes to that center position and you see Eric McCoy go to the outside at the guard position so uh, every team in NFC South has less than 48% franchise winning percentage. Uh, he said that yesterday. Find, find some new material, uh, Patriot fan. Uh, Joe Head says, Spygate, Deflategate, Hookergate, Brady, <laughs> Brady rules, please. <laughs> oh, man. Saints have been terrible apart from Bucks games. Uh, I disagree with that. <laughs> Joe Payton is better than Bill. I disagree with that. Bill, Bar uh, Bill Belichick is the best, greatest coach of all time. Might say <laughs> hook a gate. <laughs> oh, man, y'all boy crazy, man. Y'all boys are crazy. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like Sean Payton is better than Bill Belichick. That is not true. Uh, I, even on the State of the Saints podcast, that, that is not true. Uh, bro, I ain't uh, even going to answer him. He's a troll. I mean, y'all haven't figured that out right, right by now. <laughs> uh, Ruiz is a rookie. Uh, no offseason, no OTAs. I say he's doing very well. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you have to evaluate him when he goes to his primary position of center. 
RJ Major said, TJ, how many points you think uh, we put up on the Chiefs? Uh, RJ, I'll let you know on tomorrow. I got I got to say something, man, we, with the prediction show. So I'll let you know tomorrow on the prediction episode of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm not going to say it right now. And then also I'm going to be taking some of your calls on that show to get the predictions as well. So tune in, man. Uh, not quarterback. Not cornerback. Uh, let's see. Idris says he's getting facts thrown at his face. And he's ignoring it. Reese is still a rookie. Uh, EJ laughing is behind off. Rob says, do you think our secondary is doing okay, CJ? Uh, let me see, getting too many PIs. And Lattimore gives up the big play often. Uh, I think our secondary is doing really well. And I think for weeks, uh, we haven't said anything about this secondary. So why should we start talking about them now? You know, like I, 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 have, a, I have an issue – with that, you know what I'm saying? Not you in particular, Rob, that's a good question, but I just want to tell you why I feel this way. I think that we always try to nitpick when this team loses. We always try to nitpick when this team loses, and I, I don't hear these same type of comments when this team is winning. And that bothers me because I feel like in the midst of losses, we we always try to criticize this, but when we're winning, we don't say anything at all. We don't talk about some of the, the, the you know, what I'm saying the, the deficiencies that we see. We don't talk about some of the shortcomings. We don't talk about those things at all. Okay, we we don't we don't talk about that. We don't address those things. So why is it that when the Saints lose, all of a sudden, like everything is just like a, a you know a avalanche? If we have these same problems, then we should address them in victory as well. I don't think that this team has an issue with the secondary. I mean, they've been playing pretty well. They went up against a high-power team, and I want people to understand this, okay? They went up against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that were dropping 46 and, and 38 and, and 40, and you know what I'm saying, on these other teams, and they only held them to three points. You know, the, the Atlanta Falcons, before the Saints played them, they dropped 44 points on the Las Vegas Raiders. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? These teams have some really good talent. You know, they got some really good talent out there. So, I mean – Look, no secondary is out here, you know what I'm saying, taking the world by storm. Nobody is the Seattle Seahawks uh, secondary. Nobody is the Cle the Cleveland Browns back in the day with Marty Scheinheimer was their coach when they had two of the best cornerbacks in football. Nobody is doing these type of things, you know what I'm saying, this year. Okay, a lot of teams have been but don't break, but I like what the Saints are doing. I think these guys were playing with a lot of confidence. I like the amnesia aspect, you know, when they give up a big play, they don't let it get to them. They go back and they continue to battle. So – I don't have an issue with that, man. All I'm saying is we got to be consistent, folks. We got to we gotta make sure that we're not being prisoners of the moments and we got to make sure that we're not overreacting when it comes to players, okay? So uh, I, I, I like to reserve my judgment. I think that this team does some really thing, some things really well. And if you ask me, like, have I seen improvements from players in the secondary this season, I would say absolutely. You can say that C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a much better player defensively than he was in his rookie year. You can say that Marcus Williams has become a much better tackler than he has been in years past. You can say that Malcolm Jenkins has become a much better player in the secondary than he was when he first came back to the Saints. And you can also say Janoris Jenkins is playing a little bit faster than that. Now, you know what I'm saying, you can talk about Lattimore having up and down, but, I mean, he's been that way, you know, his entire year, you know what I'm saying, his entire career with the New Orleans Saints. So. In my honest and humble opinion, I think that they have a recipe for success. And uh, 
you know, they're no worse or no better than any other team that I've seen. Uh, to hear, thank you very much for the 1999, my friend. He says, uh, I like the kid. Uh, he is from Jersey. He has been uh, getting outplayed uh, through New Orleans offseason, no OTAs, but you have a job, man. Uh, you feel the spot that you are put at. Nick has been outplaying him. Two concussions in one season is costing. But to hear, once again, thank you very much for the uh, donation, but that's not his primary position, man. You know, like <laughs> – if you put if you put uh, Marcus Williams at at uh, outside cornerback, uh, do you expect for him to be shutting down the field? If you uh, see Andrews Pete at the left tackle position, if Teron Armstead is out, do you expect uh, Andrews Pete to play the left tackle position better than Teron Armstead? This guy is not a primary guard. You know what I'm saying? He he, he is not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and honestly. I didn't expect for him to go out there and play lights out as a guard because that's just not his primary position. It don't work like that. If you don't have good hands and you mostly play on the defensive side of the ball that's safety and cornerback and a, a team tells you, hey, go out there and play wide receiver and you dropping passes, I mean, you're cornerback safety for a reason, right? Most of the, most people that become cornerbacks and safeties is that they don't have strong hands. So, like I said, I'd rather evaluate Cesar Ruiz when he's at his primary position. He is a center. He has been a center the majority of his uh, football life. So until he comes to that position, until he plays that position year in, year out, week in, week out, then I will reserve my judgment. Right now, he's just out there battling. He's doing what he needs to do. And, you know, he's going to win some, he's going to lose some, but at least he's out there battling. You know, I, I, I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying, that he's doing that, you know. But I think anybody that's uh, criticizing him for not playing guard well when he's a center, I think that uh, I think we need to pump the brakes a tad bit. This, the story has not been written yet on the career of Cesar Ruiz. Uh, Quan says, uh, I think we need to put Jack Rabbit on Hill this week and turn Davenport loose on Mahomes. Um, well, I think Janora uh, Jenkins will be on Tyreek Hill. Um, that would surprise me if he wasn't. Uh, I think that Sammy Watkins is going to be on Marshawn Lattimore. He's going to be guarding uh, Sammy Watkins, Marshawn Lattimore. So I, th I think that's the matchup that you're going to go with. Y'all not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs yet. Who, who are we talking? Who are we talking about? Oh, who are we talking about here? I hope we're talking about the Saints because the Saints already <laughs> clinched the division. I know he's probably not talking about the Saints though. Last week was a fluke, bad week, and our defense have thrived for weeks. To be honest, I see that game as a wake up call. We're ready to eat, and these boys are about to take their chains off. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I'm not like I said. I'm not being a prisoner of the moment. Exactly. Uh, we win. Uh, let me see. You don't hear about uh, no one being called a bus when we lose. They want to jump ship, keep the same energy. Exactly. You know, I, I like I, I remember week one. Was that week one? Yeah, week one. I think the Saints end up uh, winning against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think I did a I did an episode, uh, I think, the next day or the day after that about some of the things the Saints need to clean up, and everybody started criticizing me. And they're like, man, why are you doing that, man? We winning, we winning, we winning, we won. Y'all acting like we we lost. But I'm like, why hold that energy in or, you know what I'm saying, some of the concerns you have when when a team loses? You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's the kind of stuff that makes us sound like whiners. That's the kind of stuff that makes you sound like a crybaby. 
is when you wait for a team to lose and then all of a sudden like oh this happened that happened this happened they need to fire this person they need to fire that person and, you know like that makes you sound like you're whining a cry baby and that's when you know Saints fans start to get this 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 uh this stigma of being criers and whiners and complainers and talking about everybody cheating every time we lose like you know, keep the same energy. Like, you know, pay attention to the game. Don't just focus on the outcome. Like, look at some of the issues that was plaguing the team. I stood by what I said, and I, I didn't apologize for it. Don't just wait for the team to lose in order for you to bring something to the forefront. If you see something, say something. You know, don't just be, you know what I'm saying? Don't just, what they say, don't just uh, know where your umbrella at when it's raining. You know what I'm saying? Know where the umbrella at when the sun's shining, too, because you might end up needing that umbrella one day, you know what I'm saying, real soon. So, you know, keep the same energy. That, that's that's all I'm saying, man. Keep that keep that same energy, folks. Washington football team will win the Super Bowl in February. Alex Smith. Uh, well, Alex Smith, uh, once again, I don't want to say once again, Alex Smith, it, you know, we appreciate you. Definitely going to win comeback player of the year. Glad to see you back in football. Uh, that, that story on uh, E60, uh, was absolutely amazing, man, that you even walking around. But at the end of the day, my friend, at the end of the day, I, I don't see that happening, Alex. I don't see that happening, man. But I'm glad to see you back. And um, I understand that you're a little banged up right now. Hopefully you get back on the field. Ken Hogg message Steve on what, what app? Okay, what are we doing here? We didn't, Let me see. Ken Hogg message Steve on what app? Uh, he got you 5000 in your cash app. I got spam on here, boy. I done made it, boy. Imagine. <laughs> we, done, we done got spam on here, man. We done made it. We done made it, who that nation. Uh, I think the NFL's higher ups. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Pressure Breeze to come back. Not at 100% for CBS TV ratings. Breeze, Mahomes narrative. I hope not. I hope not. But. I don't think that's the case, man. I really think that Drew Brees just wants to uh, go out there, play against Patrick Mahomes because he feels like this might be the last time uh, he gets that opportunity. <clears throat> uh, no Washington hate uh, from us, man. I don't. I don't hate the first off, man. I can you outside of the Saints? How can you not cheer for a team like the Washington Football Team? You think about Ryan Rivera, Riverboat Ryan, out there coaching all the while fighting cancer. Uh, you think about Alex Smith, man, who almost was on the verge of getting his leg amputated, but not right now he's out there playing a quarterback position. And then there's a team that nobody really expected to do anything at all, and now they lead the NFC East, even though it's a struggling division. I like the Washington football team. I got a lot of respect for a lot of the guys on that team, uh, and, and some of those stories are just absolutely remarkable, man. So, you know, unless they play in the Saints, and, um, you know, I, 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 I root. Uh, for the success of uh, Ron Rivera and Alex Smith, no doubt about that. But I don't got no, I ain't got no hate. I ain't got no hate in my heart for the Washington football team. I really don't. You know, those guys on that team, I mean, I want to see them be successful. I mean, the fact that when I seen Alex Smith's uh, wife in the stands with their kids and he threw that first pass and she had tears in her eyes, and I'm pretty sure she was thinking about those late nights and and him, like, even walking around is a, a short of a miracle. You know, I think about that kind of stuff as a human being, as a human being, like you have an appreciation and and, and have a, a emotional investment. And in, in when you watch stuff like that. Uh, let's see. 
being Native American, uh, I have been a red. Hold on, I have been a Redskins fan as a kid. I root for them, other than when they play the Saints or the Titans. Well, like I said, man, I have, I, I like the the football team. Um, I don't want to say the other name because I don't want to disrespect any uh, Native Americans out there. Even though you you know you say you are, you know, Adrian, I still don't want to disrespect. You may not look at it as disrespect. Some people may look at it as disrespect, but I have a lot of respect for the football team, no doubt. Uh, Carla Jackson, uh, he is consistent. Yeah, pretty much. Say, TJ, I know uh, we're talking football, but what do you think about our Pelicans roster and how uh, you think they will do this year? Well, I think with the addition of Adams at the center, um, I think that's a, that's a plus. Um, I think he's one of those enforcer guys that's been missing from the Pelicans for a while. Uh, even though Anthony Davis was extremely talented, DeMarcus Cousins was talented. Uh, you really never really had one of those, uh, you know, enforcers like in the lane like that. You know, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, I don't really consider him that way. So, and also I think that you have a, a good backcourt. You know, and I think that, you know, I think that Lonzo Ball understands who he is. I think being away from the Lakers kind of helped his career. Uh, when you go up, when you play for the Lakers, there's a lot of pressure. And not to mention Magic Johnson kind of put that on him, saying that they were going to have statues built outside the Staples Center uh, with Lonzo Ball. So you have that pressure too, him being compared to Magic Johnson. But here he can go out here and try to figure things out. And also like a key point is uh, he kind of disassociated himself from his dad in, in certain ways. I think his dad like put a lot of pressure on him and a lot of M NBA players were ready to kind of shut him down. And he wasn't able to kind of play his game because his dad was running his mouth saying he better than LeBron saying he better than Curry, all these different things. So I, I think that it will suit him better. I like the fact that they extended a uh, Brandon Ingram. I think that he has a lot of promise and um Zion Williamson, man, like, I, I like the fact that they're not rolling back his minutes. So he's not on minutes restrictions anymore. I think that the more that he plays, the better he's going to get. Uh, I think he, what he, you know, saying he he put up about twenty five or something like that the other night. So I think that they have a, a really good basketball team, man. And they got guys coming off the bench, veterans and stuff like that, good shooters. So I do think they're going to be in playoff contention when it's all said and done, pending some injuries to those guys. And um, you know, I, I like I like what I'm seeing out of the Pelicans. I like the the, the rotation. Um, I think Stan Van Gundy is is going to uh, get those guys uh, together defensively. And uh, we all know Stan Van Gundy, man. He don't take no mess from nobody, no matter how big of a superstar you are. He's a, he's a team first guy. And we've seen him take a team like the Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals uh, when they, all they had was Dwight Howard and Hedo Turkoglu. So I think it's going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a good year for the Pelicans, no doubt about it. AFC East is trash, but NFC South is okay. Uh, haters gonna hate Bucks are the Eagles of 2020 dream team. Uh, Lamelo is my favorite player though. Uh, Lamelo, I, I like him. Uh, you know, I think he needs to bulk up just a tad bit. Um, I like the I like his range. Uh, I think he's a good shooter. I mean, he, he played pretty well the other night. You know, um, I think the Charlotte Hornets got a guy that can facilitate. And um, I think that he can get a little bit better. Um, I, I still think he has like this little, this little clunky shooting um, rotation, but I think that's going to get better. And uh, like I said, once he kind of bulks up, he gets his uh, grown man body, I think he'll be a little bit better. 
But uh, I, I like the move, man. I think that it was a good pick by the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, TJ, uh, what key matchups will you be looking at on Sunday? For me, it's Travis Kelsey versus our linebackers. Um, I don't think Travis Kelsey uh, is going to go up against the linebackers. I think Travis Kelsey is probably going to go up against uh, – they're probably going to put uh, C.D. Deuce on him or Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, I think that if you see him going up against a linebacker, he's going to win that matchup. So I think they respect him enough. It's almost similar to when Jimmy Graham was the primary receiver for the uh, for the Saints, and I think the they paid they played the Patriots one year, and they put a key to leave on him. They had him out there uh, following him. So I think that he's going to demand the respect of a cornerback or a safety more so than a linebacker. You know, you put like somebody like uh, you know Demario Davis on somebody like Jack Doyle, or you put him on somebody like I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a guy, uh, Mark Andrews or something like that. You put them on guys that are not really runners, but they just got big bodies and they can catch balls as possession type receivers. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a little bit different from that. You know, he, he's more of a, a Jimmy Graham type uh, uh, tight end. So you put you put guys that can run on a guy like him. Good morning, TJ. How do you think JSU will do this year? Question coming from Southern University alum. Well, James, I think they're going to do pretty well. Uh, you know, only thing I'm, I'm just saying, though, <laughs> I just hope that those envelopes that they're giving out to these players ain't got no names on them, if you know what I mean. Like, they're, they're getting players, uh, they're getting these recruits, these three- and four-star recruits, and they're getting them from these universities. All I'm saying is I hope that those envelopes don't have no names on them. And I just leave it at that. But nevertheless, I think they're gonna have a good season. I think that uh, Deion Sanders, I think his presence uh, just alone is gonna have guys out there playing well. He, they're gonna be playing loose. They're gonna be playing with confidence. But once again, I have to uh, say it again. I just hope those envelopes didn't have no names on them. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins got cooked uh, by Darren Waller. Hopefully, he learned from that game. Well, I just think that he was young in his uh, in his system. Ever, ever since that game, he hasn't played the same. Shout out to my wife, Courtney, uh, New Orleans Saints fan via marriage. Okay, man. Shouts out to Courtney. You know, appreciate you. Thank you for uh, thank you for stopping by, man. Shouts out to Courtney once again. Ray Ray says, looking forward to them stopping the game once a breeze hits eighty thousand. Well, I don't want that. Please don't stop the game. Please don't stop the game. We don't need the game to be stopped. Yeah, just just keep playing. Uh, TJ, do you think Saints beat Chiefs? Now uh, Drew Brees back. Uh, I'll let you know Bucks goal game on the next edition of the State of the Saints podcast predictions. Uh, let's see. Uh, already read that one. Already read that one. Let's throw back up, see if I missed any on that one. Neon Dion is tearing it up. Uh, the early choice pick at JSU. Return to winning football on the way. Go. Tigers, yeah. Like I said, as long as the envelopes don't have no names on them. <laughs> oh, man, I, 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 that's, that's the only concern I have. Defense plays better without rankings. I think you said that before. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I think they. I think he. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. Uh, I just think they just had a bad outing. I think they had a bad outing. But anyway, you know, uh, but I, I think that the offensive line is going to keep up Drew Brees. They're going to have him stay up. I don't think that you're going to see 
him getting sacked and everything like that. I think that Drew Brees and Taysom Hill are two different quarterbacks. Taysom Hill held the ball too long, which caused him to get sacked. He ran himself into to the sack a couple times. We all know that Drew Brees, uh, if he don't see nobody, he's gonna throw it at the he gonna throw it at the running back's feet. He's gonna throw that ball out of bounds. He is gonna throw the ball at the ground. He's going to do something, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that he doesn't give up a sack because he understands those yards are very, very important. There is no way in the world, unless it was just something that he just could not help, that you would see that Drew Brees would be giving up a sack that late in the game. You just don't see that kind of stuff. You don't see Drew Brees giving up no sack late in the game like that, when when the game on the line. You rarely see stuff like that. So, TJ, is Malcolm Brown playing this weekend? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I will have to check the injury report, but – According to that injury, man, it was pretty significant. So it would surprise me if he did. Uh, facts, he's been practicing. Go Saints, who that? He's going to hide in the basement. Last season, he was shut down. Uh, Lattimore, yeah, he did play much better. Well, he, he was up and down last season as well. Man, he had some good games, had some bad games, but that's most cornerbacks, man. Like, that's that's most cornerbacks having good and bad games. I just think that the expectation that we have for Marshawn Lattimore, we we expect for him to shut down guys every game. You know, that's that's the narrative about him. But, I mean, he has some bad games. I hope he don't come back if we win. He would do us all a favor. Hopefully, uh, Breeze brings that Chopper Styles morale back to the team. And they aren't looking uh, depressed on the sidelines. I hope. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Drew Brees uh, equals to, uh, TJ. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that means. Yeah, to clarify on that. Uh, I don't think. I, I, I'm not nowhere near Drew Brees in in no way, shape, or form. Do you think Thomas will play? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do think he's gonna play. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Give it Sunday, you can beat anybody. I think that's been proven. Now nah, he does us a favor by coming back, TJ, showing getting more uh, traction in the YouTube algorithm. Uh, bless up. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't understand why y'all, you know, letting that guy get to y'all. You know, it's obviously that he just doing that and he poking the bear, and, and it seems like he's pretty good at it. <laughs> Offense needs to keep uh two tighter. When I said stop the game, I meant stopping the game to recognize history being broken like they did versus Washington. But that was different, though. I mean, he he became the all-time leading passer, passing somebody that's not playing anymore. You know, like now the record belongs to him. Like, honestly, he just kind of setting his own pace right now. So I don't see it's necessary for him to do that. If you want to acknowledge on the telecast, fine. But to stop the game, oh, he reached 80,000 yards. Nah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, he means TJ to go too. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, you know, I appreciate everybody that loves the podcast. I appreciate everybody stopping by. It's always extremely humbling. It's always extremely humbling, man. When I, I have so many people stop by and and give their way well wishes and talk about how much they love the podcast. Y'all don't know how much that means to me as a person that does this all the time and <laughs> and has a lot of fun doing it, man. Just 
it's just it's just like somebody just watching you have fun. You know, that is this is how I feel about this podcast. Uh best podcast out there once you start taking calls, I'm calling in. Well, I take calls on weekends, man. I I, I take calls during the, the predictions and also the uh the the post game. That's when I take the phone calls. Uh during a week, I normally don't take phone calls because most of the time I'm probably at the station and stuff like that. So I don't take phone calls. It's more like interactive. And and I do that also because sometimes when I take calls, I it, it causes me to neglect. And, and I don't mean to neglect, but it, it causes me to neglect the, the, the comments. So I, I try to show love to everybody, the phone calls as well as the comments. So hopefully, you know, when we do take those phone calls over the weekend, we hear from you. But I, I appreciate those kind words. That, that means a lot. Check out Demario Davis on trust levels. Oh, I already checked that out, man. Demario Davis, I mean, I already thought he was a great human being. I mean, that 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 podcast just confirmed it for me. Uh, Big Sean PD said, just got in and heard the news that Drew is playing Sunday. I think it's too soon, and we should save him for the playoffs. I think a lot of people echo your sentiments, Big Sean, but I just think that Drew Brees probably thought about Patrick Mahomes and this might be his last time playing against him. I think that that played a huge role. That a ginormous, humongous role in him coming back. I think if they probably would have been going up against somebody like, I don't know, uh, uh, know, Jeff Driscoll or something like that, you'll probably see Drew Brees on the sidelines. But the fact that you're going up against a guy that people are saying is the man, you know that it is an extra incentive for number nine to hit the field. The best podcast ever. You guys are right. I appreciate that, Joe. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Uh, Kevin says how to call in. Uh, well, normally, you know what I'm saying? I send a link out and, you know, people click on it and they, they call in and chime in. But not on this edition, man. Like I said, I'm doing a prediction show on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening. So, Feel free to stop by. I'm going to be taking calls. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Saints-Chiefs uh, game. I'm going to give the prediction scores. We're going to talk about the you know the key players, the key matchups, and all that kind of stuff. So tomorrow I will be taking phone calls. So be sure to stop by. I'll make sure that I put uh, you know the, the scheduler up so people can know what time I'm going to be doing the show, and uh, hopefully I'll see you there. And also, since I'm thinking about it tonight, I'm going to be on an East-West football podcast tonight. Uh, if you go to Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, I'm going to put the link in there so you'll be able to check it out. Uh, you can go to YouTube.com, search East West Football Podcast and subscribe to their channel and, and you'll be able to check it out, man. I'll be on their show uh, tonight at, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 uh, p.m. Central. So if you're not doing anything, I, I ask the Who That Nation is to stop by to support uh, yours truly, as uh, we talk about the Saints versus Chiefs game, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. Tom might retire since he can't have his way in our division. <laughs> uh, Breeze ain't retiring this year. He will be back. I, not from what I heard from Sean Payton. West says good vibes. Uh, Gabriel says let's go. Tamara says okay, thank you. I had a phone call and I missed it. Uh, what about Will Lutz turkey toe? Well, hopefully he can correct some of those issues, man. It's, it is becoming alarming. So hopefully he can be able to kind of, you know, weather the storm. What's up with Michael Thomas? Did he get hurt again? I, I think they just kind of taking it easy on him. 
uh, it will be the Alvin Kamara game. And then another thing, I mean, not only was it the ankle, it was a hamstring too. So those hamstrings can be a tad bit funny. They can be a tad bit funny, man. Uh, I'm going to be uh, at the stream tonight for sure, bro. I'm putting, uh, I'm putting the, the notice in. Let me see. Uh, running errands now, but listening. It's all good, Jerry. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for stopping by. Damien says, TJ, I can't believe Drew rushed back like that. Even your wife said there's no way he should be healthy. Uh, yeah. I, uh, my, my wife is amazing, and she's probably one of the most smartest people I ever seen, like, when it comes to, like, medical stuff. Like, she, like she may not admit it, but she's like a medical encyclopedia. Like, <laughs> it'd be like, <laughs> it, it, it could be like some funny medicine or something like that, and, you know, I, she'd be like, well, spell it. And I'd be like, I spell like the first three words. You'd be like, oh, you mean, I don't know, Exiba Pam? I'm like, yeah, that's it. You know, like, but you ask anything about <laughs> any type of uh, medical advice, like she right there on it, man. So I trust my wife. My wife does a good job. For those that don't know, she's a nurse practitioner, man. So I asked her about it, man. I said, how long you think it takes uh, for you know, for somebody to get well, she said probably six, no, you know, saying about six weeks or longer. So, you know, it's, it's been, it hasn't been six weeks. And she's like, she asked how many, and she was like, nah, he, he definitely ain't going to be ready. So I trust my wife, man. My wife, my wife is really good at what she does. Sean Payton said Breeze will retire. Might just be about right time for Saints of Spaghetti Arm to retire. Uh, he needs game before the playoffs. Someone has a fractured neck. <laughs> I think I think that was uh the guy from the from the Lions, right? The other guy from the uh, from the Lions. They were you were talking about. But I know uh Deontay Harris been having some neck issues. I don't know if it's fractured or not. The moment says, Y'all punks is my prisoners. <laughs> Thank you very much for the two dollars. You prisoners of the moment. Definitely got some up in here. We only need four to stop KC. We got this dub. Somebody said Roll Tide, got Alabama in the building. Shouts out to all the people in Alabama. That's where my wife is from. She's from to, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, by way of Tuskegee. Uh, Mike says, uh, who we going to put in for Tyreek Hill? Uh, I think Janoris Jenkins going to go up against him. Uh, yeah, the center in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a KC fan, but respect to the Saints family. West, uh, thank you so much, man. Look, I like the. I, I ain't got nothing against the Chiefs, man. I don't. Like, I, I don't have, like, I'll tell you if I don't like a team. Like, I don't like the Falcons. That's pretty obvious. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys. Um, those teams right there, man, I, I just can't I can't roll with, okay? Uh, even Tampa, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't hate Tampa. I just I, I just like their fans. Their fans act as if, you know, like they've been doing something. Like, they, you know, it, what bothers me about Tampa uh, fans is they don't really understand football like that. A lot of them don't. You have you have a, a fair share of them that do. But it's like their analysis is almost borderline trolling. Like their, their analysis is like borderline trolling. Like they don't really come through with no type of facts. It's just mostly trolling just to make other teams mad. But I don't even really just dislike them like that. And Carolina, like Carolina living here, uh, seeing Carolina Panthers fans, I don't really have an issue with them like that. I don't. And maybe, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm just Mr. Optimism. Maybe I am, you know what I'm saying? But 
I just don't, for the exception of the Cowboys, for the exception of the Falcons, every other team, even the Vikings, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't even say I don't like the Vikings. Like, I, I really can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, they just had, you know what I'm saying? They just always on a, seemed like they're on the receiving end of some type of historical moment at the, you know what I'm saying? At the hands of the Saints. Well, the Saints are always on the receiving end you know what I'm saying, on the behalf of the Vikings. I mean, but I don't dislike them. You know, I, I mean, I want the Saints to beat them. But for me to be sitting up here saying that I hate the Vikings is, you know, like if they beat the Saints, for example, I want them to lose, okay? But that's any team. You know, any team in the playoffs. So, you know, but if it's if, – if they beat the – if you beat the Saints in the playoffs, I don't want to see you win at all. You know, I don't. But the Falcons and the Cowboy fans can go sit down somewhere. Who that family must respect from me? I think we overlooked the Eagles and low-key been preparing for this game for two weeks. Wouldn't surprise me, Felipe. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. KC fan base is cool. Yeah, I ain't got no, no problem with them. Too tight in protection for Breeze. My neighbors on east side are Cowboy fans. Man, God bless you, man. God bless you. I know that got to be something. Uh, I like the Chiefs. I only hate two teams, Atlanta and the Cowboys. Cowboys and the Falcons are the most delusional fans ever. Uh, believe it or not, I hear a lot of people around town talking about Tyreek Hill, TJ, but I'm more concerned about Kelsey. I'm not concerned about Tyreek Hill. Uh, I mean, just call me naive. I just think that the way teams play him is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think that I think that uh, that's just insane the way that they they play him. Like zero coverage, man to man. Like, are you kidding me? You gonna go up against a guy that runs like a four two forty? You gonna do man to man on him? Well, you deserve to get beat. Put a safety on top. You gotta have cover too. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you can't let that dude get behind you. So shame on them. I don't fear him though. I really don't. I don't feel him to a point where I just feel like, you know, he just – I don't feel like, like people are like, he, he the best receiver in football. I don't believe that. I just think he the, he can take the top off the defense. I, I feel like with Tariq Hill, I think he got about three or four years. I mean, he reminds me a lot. He reminds me a lot of Deshaun Jackson. That's who he reminds me of, how Deshaun Jackson, when he was young, like he was blowing past people and he was catching everything. And then, like, once he started getting older and stuff like that and couldn't take the top off the defense, he kind of, uh, kind of, you know, sputtered off. That's the, that's the way I feel about him. I think he's going to have some great years, some some really good years. He's going to be in that conversation. But over the course of time, I don't feel like he's going to be able to sustain that success on, to, towards a Hall of Fame career. True warrior pedigree. Uh, I know for a fact Drew isn't completely healed, and he's still letting it hang like he's uh he said beginning of the season. Yeah, like I said, I just think that he wants to go out there and play against uh Patrick Mahomes and he this this could be his last chance to do it. Leanne and also thank you very much Ike for the 499. Um Leanne says yes to play uh Tyreek like they haven't seen what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, take the top like he takes the top off the defense. Why are you playing a man-to-man coverage unless you got a safety that that's running a 4-2 like him. You know, maybe then you can probably go up against him or something like that, but I doubt it. Rob says, are, are you at work right now? Yeah, I'm at work, man. I'm at the radio station right now. Um, 
right here in front of the uh, in front of the board. But um, yeah, I'm I'm here, man. So the best thing about it, you know, being here at work, you know, it's kind of laid back for the most part. You know, most of my stuff is just about prepping and doing like production stuff, like putting out interviews, uh, commercials, and and stuff like that before my show comes on at two p.m. What's up, TJ? Uh, what it do? Uh, what's going on, Randy? Appreciate you stopping by. Sprung out pricey says, uh, Tariq is a great route runner and got better hands than Deshaun, in my opinion. Um, I think Deshaun, I think Deshaun Jackson was a really good route runner and he, and he was extremely fast and take the top off the defense. But like I said, I, man, I just wonder like when these guys start to get older and they start to slow down, would it be able to generate and sustain success? I think there's a reason why you don't see guys that run four twos inside the, the Hall of Fame. You don't see that. He's always the guys that are Chris route runners. And even the guys that really get the big contracts from year to year, they always be the guys who who are, they run good routes. It's not always about taking the top off the defense. Those are the guys that end up going to Canton. Those are the guys that end up playing in the league for about you know, 12 to 15 years, and they're the guys that always seem to be uh, some of the top players in the National Football League from year from year to year. So I'm not too much uh, high on guys that are just taking the top off the defense. I think they're weapons, but I also think they're an extension on what other guys are doing on the team. Blake, thank you very much for the $5. says, I would be happy to see a rematch from 2018 in the playoffs. Why? So we can leave no doubt uh this game go rams uh i don't care who the saints play i'm confident that the saints can beat anybody i don't look at the schedule like oh i want the easiest path to victory possible like if you are that team you should beat anybody i've said this before on countless occasions here if you are that squad if you are that team then it shouldn't matter who you play it should not matter who you go up against it shouldn't matter who you play if you are the best team prove it we keep asking who going to check Hill and Kelsey, but who going to guard Mike? Uh, who can hold Kamara? Uh, don't worry, I'll wait. Exactly. There's a lot of it's a lot of fear in some of these comments, man. I, I You know, I don't know. I don't think that game going to turn out the way everybody making it out to be. I'll I just leave it at that. I'll I, I elaborate on tomorrow. I'll elaborate on tomorrow. Uh, Canton, thank you very much for the $2 says. We ain't got no speedy receivers in our hole. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ken, for the two dollars for clarifying that. <laughs> you you heard it from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> we need to start famous Jameis. Um, look, uh, Jameis ain't starting, man. Jameis ain't starting. We ain't gonna see Jameis the next year, and it's probably a good idea, folks. If if Sean Payton can correct some of the issues with a guy who has a really good arm. That you know, what I'm saying that can extend plays, that can make the Saints a, a high-powered offense once again because they can, you know, have explosive plays. If you can keep that guy under wraps in bubble wrap and don't unwrap, you know, what I'm saying and don't unleash him so everybody can see the improvements that he made, that'll put you in a position where you actually have to pay him more money to keep him around. I say to you, keep the guy on the bench. I think we're missing a very very important point here. If if Sean Payton can help Jameis Winston correct some of the issues, like the interceptions, like the turnovers, 
the Saints can have themselves a really good quarterback in the future. So maybe Sean Payton feels that way. And Sean Payton seen the same thing happen with Teddy Bridgewater. He don't want history to repeat itself. So everybody's saying, man, Jameis, man, put Jameis in, put Jameis in. What if Jameis goes out there? Let's just say, for example, if, if Drew doesn't play in this game and you don't want Taysom to go out there and you put Jameis in, Jameis goes out there, throw for about 350 yards, four touchdowns, and the Saints win the game. What do you think the narrative is going to be? Jameis came into a game against the Super Bowl champions who only lost one game, and he lit it up. And you know what else is going to get lit up? His agent's phone. And you know what the agent phone is going to say? Well, we want Jameis on his team, man. We want to sign him to a three-year deal, this, that, and the third. We got this offensive coordinator that's coming in, blah, 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 blah. So for everybody out there saying, I want to see Jameis, I want to see Jameis, you have to be careful about these things, man. Uh, football is a game of strategy. It's not just strategy on the field. It's strategy off the field, too, man. You got to keep that in mind. So I'm pretty sure there's there's a mystery uh, and there's a method behind the madness of Sean Payton. Uh, we just need to finish this season healthy as possible. I agree. Y'all must have forgotten that we have the number one defense in the league. Uh, I think number two now for, because of that performance. Uh, we need to run Murray and Kamara a ton Sunday. Wait, did the Rams fan uh, just dip his toe in Saints water? <laughs> uh, Casey says, I agree, TJ. Keep Jameis hush-hush. Don't need a Teddy situation respecting itself. Agree 100%. Yeah, I mean, if you – I put it to you like this, man. You ever seen one of those movies where, you know, you see those uh, go-kart movies and – you know, you have the the the, guy, the little kids who are getting ready for this go-kart race and all of a sudden the friends show up to this guy, one of the kids' garages and the garage is down and all of a sudden they knock on the garage and the kid comes out abruptly and he's like, well, I want you to come in there because I don't want to show you what I'm, I I got cooking up for the go-kart race. And the kid's like, I wonder what he has. I wonder what he has. And they looking through the glass and he got, he got sheets in front of the glass and stuff like that, covering it up, making sure that nobody can see it because – when it comes to this go-kart race, you know, he he gonna wild him out the he gonna blow him out of the water. And he know that he is. And he don't want anybody to see what he has so they can make these necessary corrections. That's what I feel. Okay. Sean Payton is in the garage with the sheets covered up the covering up the glass and putting this thing under wraps, in my opinion. You know, as crazy as that sounds, you can have your opinions about Jameis Winston all you want to, but you have to agree that he has like some great qualities about himself that if he eliminates those interceptions, if he can cut them down from, I don't know, from 30 to about 14 or 15, then this guy can be a really good quarterback in the national football league. He can be a very uh, competitive guy and he can get teams to the playoffs. So say what you want about him, man. You gotta, you gotta believe that this guy has some talent and Sean Payton don't want to, uh, show that talent off. I'm telling you, I do not, you, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that for just, you don't want, if you fix Jameis Winston, if you fix Jameis Winston, you don't want him to go out here and, and blow it out of the water just so you can feel like you a viable Super Bowl contender. And this guy goes out here and he goes to another team because you can't keep him around. So that wouldn't be a good idea to me. Leave him on the bench. 
going to read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, football and NBA business. Uh, let James get his money. Charlotte Hornets drafted LaMelo for jersey sales. Um, yeah, I say, look, it is a business, but it's smart business, too. It's smart business, too. Like, you think about these places that have businesses, you have competitive uh, competitors, right? The, the key is to make sure that you're doing things that the competitor is not doing to make your business successful. So you might hold some things back. You might roll out the red carpet at certain times that, that keep your competitors kind of, you know, wondering what's going on, keep them lost. That's what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a business, but it's smart business too, man. You got to be smart about that. And I think the Saints will be smart about that. I would. The Raiders got the uh, quarterback situation now. Uh, Winston Cool, uh, he's from uh, Bama. I mean, I think he got a lot of good qualities. And we're going to end it with DLP2600 says, who that Lattimore better get ready. Uh, he find out real quick how good the Chiefs offense is. Well, I think he will be ready. I think the team going to be ready. They have a tendency of rising to the occasion when they play games like this, especially when everybody's saying that they're not good enough. Who did they play? They always seem to come out and, and play with their head on fire when they back against the wall. So who knows? But I want to say thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast once again tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 Central. I will be on the East-West Football Podcast. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Look forward to talking to you all on tomorrow uh, to discuss the... Wait a minute before I go. Also, <laughs> also, man, so, uh, follow me on uh, on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at State of Saints, at State of Saints. Till next time, all I got to say is, wait a minute, I'm just playing. <laughs> Who that?